Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat of broken day, bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad lot, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Palatial right across the river and through the woods from where Granny loves her purple cush before she goes to Betty by in New York City. The Big Apple. People dressed in plastic bags, directed travel, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do but all my friends that come around, flats of flats of party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess this town's tired of my brain splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake it up. Hey, what's gigging? It's Pharrell with Mafia tonight. And uh we got a lot going on. I mean, it is just it is it is goofy out here with action. Absolutely goofy. Uh, let me get you caught up. I know you've heard scores. I just think it's important we get through all of them. By the way, in the third, six and a half left. Dallas leads the Spurs 73-68. As far as the other game, Grizzlies up eight and a half to go. 101-92 over the Wizards. There you go. So I have to see this uh, NHL score. Are you kidding me? Oh, so... Uh, the Wild ended up beating the Knights 4-3. to three. They had a 4-1 to one lead, gave up a couple late, but they beat them back-to-back, which I can't even believe. Seriously, I can't believe anybody beat Vegas uh, twice in a row. That's how good I think they've played. Kings lead the Ducks 1-0 in the first six, six and a half left at the pond. Avs after one, up 1-0 one, on the Coyotes. I cannot believe the Avs. The overrated abs, who I keep calling overrated because they are. Uh, I cannot believe they can't score goals. I cannot believe they lead that crappy Coyote team one nothing. I can't believe they lost to them the other night. I mean, at what point do you just admit that they're overrated? They, they can't do anything right. They can't get out of their own way. And everybody says they're going to win the Stanley Cup. How does my ass sound? Oilers, after two, up 6 nothing on the Senators. That's what you do to crappy teams. And the Avs can't put away the Coyotes at home, lost to them at home. Now they can't put them away. They're up one nothing. Like, Christ, it should be 4 nothing right now. Like, when are you going to take any of these games seriously? I mean, it's just beyond me. I, I can't figure it out. I, honestly, I don't even know why I bet on them. They suck. But, I mean, that's just the bottom line. <laughs> I mean, no one, uh, you, just stop. Stop selling me the Colorado Avalanche. They suck. They really do. Mafia, you can't even argue it. I mean, win a game by three goals for once if you're such a badass. North Carolina leads Notre Dame at the half 50 to 36 in the ACC. 
DePaul and Providence, 36-35 Friars at the half. I knew that'd be a good game because they both suck. We welcome our radio affiliate Sirius XM, Mightier 1090, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio. It's for all on the bench. Nebraska 37-23 on Penn State at the half. I remember today I had Ben Stevens on, and I love Ben. He's great. He was telling me how great Penn State is, and I'm like, I'll take Nebraska and the points. Penn State sucks, too. You know, you're 10-13, and 13, you suck. Uh, you know, stop telling me how great they are, too. They, I mean, <laughs> if you have a losing record, you suck. I don't care what anyone says. Iowa State trailing Oklahoma 25-21, 3.54 left in the first. Now, this is a game that I said today on Coast to Coast. Oklahoma hasn't won a game in a month. So now all of a sudden we're supposed to lay 11 and a half in a game they're playing? I mean, come on. How could they can't even beat anybody, let alone cover 11 and a half. Watch the win by 30. They're up by four right now. UTEP trails FAU, Florida Atlantic, the Owls, 32-27, three left in the first. Prairie View up 30-16, six and a half left in the first over uh, Mississippi Valley State. North Texas 8-5 on Middle Tennessee early. Duke beat Louisville. Now Duke's winning every game they play. Go figure, Mafia. Did I get that today? I was like, how could they be favored? They're awful. They're terrible. They're not winning the ACC. I'm going to bet against them every game they play, and then they go out and they beat Louisville, they were favored by two, and they beat them. They kicked their ass. Now, all of a sudden, Duke's on fire. Miami beat Clemson by three. Northern Colorado by seven over Sacramento State. Syracuse blew out NC State. Northern Arizona by 11 over Portland State. Wyoming whacked San Jose State. Georgetown beat Marquette 68-49. That was the worst basketball game I've ever watched in my life. Marquette, you suck. Go home to Milwaukee. Dust off your shoes. Go, like, ice fishing or something. I don't know. You're awful. Jackson State by 12 over Arkansas. You can't even argue it. You can't even argue it. Marquette had 14 points in the first half. End of discussion. Stop. Don't try to tell me they're good, too. I don't want to hear it. Don't even bother me. Don't call me. Don't know me. Don't like me. Don't follow me. Don't tweet me. You suck. I'm right. You're wrong. I don't care about your team or where you're from or your family or your neighbors or your cul-de-sac. And Mafia doesn't like you either. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When you need information, you go to an expert. Not just anybody, but someone who's been right on the money before. So when it comes to gaming, odds, and more, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network.
right, Pharrell on the bench. Uh, Kurt Heelan will join us in a little bit uh, within minutes uh, to talk NBA rack as we head into the second half. Two games tonight. Good one right now. Dallas and the Spurs, 80 to 77. Dallas on top. And Brunson misses a free throw at the line. 310 left in the third. So I've had my eyes on that. I mean, Mafia, what's the most surprising thing to you? Uh, you were just talking about like Notre Dame, uh, how good, you know, they beat Wake. I said this today on Coast to Coast on TV that they beat a horrible team, two horrible teams hooked up. Notre Dame's been horrible. Wake's been worse. Wake kicked their ass the whole game. Notre Dame fought back, went on this huge, gigantic run, like 17 to 2 run. Then they hit the game winner from 40 feet out and beat them. That doesn't make you a good team. That does not make you a good team. You beat a crappy team with a Hail Mary and uh, a buzzer beater. And then you think you're going to go out and, and dance with North Carolina the next day off of that tired game that got you just absolutely juiced. And then you had to go play North Carolina. Or is it that Duke is winning now every night in the ACC? Like they've already won two games and they just kicked Louisville's ass tonight. Yeah, I'm surprised how Duke just beat up on Louisville like that. I know Louisville has had their struggles this year. They had like a month off with the COVID. I thought, though, that they'd rebound nicely the last, you know, week or two. I thought they kind of got back into form and were a better team than Duke. You know, they'd beaten Duke uh, just last week, I, you know, so it's not like they were a team that they didn't know how to play against. I was very surprised that they just ran them out like that. I knew UNC was going to beat up North uh, Notre Dame. I didn't think Notre Dame was a good team, you know, even though they went and beat Florida State last weekend. But what I was surprised about was, in the first 10 minutes of that game, North Carolina had 14 offensive rebounds. Not 14 rebounds, 14 offensive rebounds. And right now at halftime, they have 18. Most teams don't get that in like a week of games. They've gotten that in the first half. So uh, Minnesota beat Northwestern 51-46. They had lost seven in a row. And then they show up for the Big Ten tournament and beat Northwestern, who had won three in a row. Did we not say that today? We did say watch. Northwestern's won three in a row. They're hot. Ben Stevens and I were talking about it. I was on Northwestern. He was on Northwestern. And I'm like, watch Minnesota win the game. They haven't won in a, in, in a month, but they're going to win tonight. They'll beat the team that's on fire. And now they're back alive and kicking. And I still think they're going to fire Richard Pitino. Utah beat Washington 98-95. I hit both ends of that. Utah to win and Washington covering the number. I think it was like six and a half, seven and a half, something like that. Rice beat Marshall, 72-68. Vanderbilt beat A&M, 79-68. Fresno over New Mexico, 85-77. I got to look at that number because I know I had action on that game. Seven and a half. Oh, God, they beat him by eight. Can you go? Jesus, honestly. Oh, my God. Um, Fairfield blew out Monmouth. And Colgate, I mean, whacked Bucknell, 105-75. Texas San Antonio by 10 over Charlotte. Kansas State over TCU, 71-50. Kansas State is absolutely awful, and they beat TCU's ass. Oh, my God. I mean, it is just unbelievable. How about Butler? They were getting their ass beat, and Xavier blew the huge lead and lost to Butler, 70-69 to in overtime. Unbelievable. Loyola, Maryland upset Army. Montana by five over Idaho. Iona by three over Siena. UNLV blew out Air Force. Arizona State beat Washington State by five. 
Jackson State over Arkansas Pine Bluff. And that pretty much sums it up. Uh, Syracuse with a blowout win over NC State. How about the Miami Canes? They beat Clemson and they move on. They've won two games now. Cal and Stanford are underway. 6-3 Cal early. Speaking of awful teams. Prairie View up 42-20 on Mississippi Valley State. FAU at the half on UTEP by one. Oklahoma at the half, 36-28 on Iowa State. The Nebraska lead at the half is 14 over Penn State. DePaul now leads Providence early in the second half, 40-37. to Make it 41-37. And they're underway 30 seconds into the second half. North Carolina 53-36 over Notre Dame. You know, it is crazy. But I'm just sitting here looking at tomorrow. And there are so many games tomorrow that you could chip a tooth. I mean, honestly, it is absolutely out of control. Go to PharrellOnTheBench.com for everything. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L, PharrellOnTheBench.com for all my picks. Um, Nova and Georgetown tomorrow. Mafia with Nova Gillespie. They got more. Two guys down in their starting five. Georgetown kicked Marquette's ass today at the Garden. I thought they played good defense, too, doing it. With Villanova's injuries, do they have a shot to keep that game close? It's eight and a half. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Villanova lost to Providence last weekend with just Gillespie out. That, that was the game that more ended up going down. And, I mean, Georgetown's been playing strong lately. You know, they beat Seton Hall. Uh, two, not that that's a great thing, a great feat right now. But they beat them, you know, a couple weeks ago. They're playing tough right now at the end of the run here, you know, I guess trying to save Ewing's job because a lot of people were saying that he was just doing a terrible job there this year ever since they lost McClung. But they're a tough team. You know, they beat Xavier, DePaul. They played, uh, you know, tight against UConn. They're going on a little run here at the end of the season, finally trying to get things together. Would you um, skip school tomorrow, Mafia, if you were, like, uh, let's say a junior or senior in high school? Would you have? skip school to watch college basketball all day. Like come down with the, you know, overnight heebie-jeebies, maybe a little Pharrella flu, maybe a little uh, gangrene, maybe a little uh, Ebola. Do you think you'd come through with like a little illness overnight so you could lie to your parents, lie to the school, lie to everyone, and then sit home and drink beer and watch college basketball all day and smoke reefer? Uh, probably not in high school. In high school, I wasn't as into college as I am now, but by the time I was actually in college, yeah, there were definitely some classes missed because of, you know, tournament time going on. And I mean, I never went on spring break because there was always when the Big East tournament was going on. I was always at the garden calling games, you know, when the Big East was uh, happening. So I'm all about these tournaments. I love it. It's great. And I can tell you for sure, whenever I do get, you know, the, uh, little snip snip, I'm going to make sure it's around tournament time. So I have a good, a good enough reason, if any, to just sit around for a couple of days and, uh, do nothing but watch games. Mafia is getting his onions cut off at some point is what that means. Not for a couple of years, I, but yes, eventually. I heard him. He just said he was going to smell the chicken. He That's when most guys do it. That's when it's most, those, that procedure is most light, most commonly scheduled around this time because of the tournament. Why? So guys can go get it snipped. They're in agony. They got to ice their onions and they just sit on their ass on a yep. sofa all day and watch hoops. Because for like three or four days, all you can do is just sit around and ice. So and do it right around the tournament so they have an excuse. Oh. I would have uh I would have skipped school for the tournament. In fact, I did skip school for the tournament. 
conference tournaments, NCAA tournament. I hated school to begin with. You would have skipped school for a chess tournament if it got you out of it. I skipped school all the time. And uh, I was also thrown out of school for being a smartass. And I think it also had something to do with an ounce of weed. But that's another story. We got caught with an ounce of kind buds. God, we had it down too. When they had us in the principal's office and we were in deep trouble and we just continued to lie, kept lying, kept lying, kept lying. The guy had backhanded, my buddy had backhanded the sack into the garbage can of the secretary. They never found it. And then like an hour and a half later, she came walking in with that bag and we got cuffed. It was over. It was all over. And then they called my dad for the Popo station, TR, running U.S. deal. And he gets a call from the Popo and his son's in jail. Awesome. I would have skipped school that day. I would have never got in trouble. See, if I would have just stayed home and watched basketball, I would have never brought that ounce to school and gotten busted and ended up getting kicked out of school my senior year. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Kurt Heelan of NBC uh, is back on the bench in the biggest way possible. We always like having Kurt on. How you doing, brother? Good to have you back. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, it's it's all good here. Hopefully everything's good with you. All right, so um, the Grizzlies blowing out the Wizards tonight and a good one right now, a four-point game with Dallas leading the Spurs with under nine to go. So they started it off tonight with a, a doubleheader, and then tomorrow is gigantic. Now, when exactly is um, – the trade deadline in terms of like, we've been hearing about all these deals that are going to happen and none of them have happened at all. The only thing that's happened of any significance, am I wrong? Is Blake Griffin. Yeah. Blake Griffin got bought out because zero point zero chance he was going to get traded anyway. And plus he gave back $13 million of what he was owed. So that was a good enough deal for Detroit and they got out from under it. But yeah, the, the trade deadline is the 25th. So two weeks from tomorrow, um, so it's still in heavy rumor stage. It really, you're hearing a lot of kind of odd, even odd stuff right now, because, Hey man, if, if I'm, if I'm trying to trade Kyle Lowry to Philadelphia, then I've got to try to drive up the price by getting other people involved. So it's still like in that zone right now. Um, I'm not sure you're going to see many deals. I mean, it's possible like LaMarcus Aldridge in particular, if they, I don't think they're going to find a trade, but like they could find, if they find something that'll be faster. But anything else, that's honestly, it's probably a week away before we start seeing actual deals come together. So who is more likely to end up with uh, the Lakers, Drummond, or will they have interest now with the fact that Aldridge and, uh, you know, is, is going to be free? It sounds like he's done. So uh, which guy yeah. is it Drummond? 
My guess is it'll be Drummond. Uh, if the Spurs are still looking to trade Aldridge, the challenge is he's making 20, and, and Drummond's in the same boat, but Aldridge is making $24 million this year, and he's, look, he, he got played off the floor by Jakob Pertl. Like, he's not playing, because he was coming off the bench because Jakob Pertl is better, and frankly, Jakob Pertl's playing pretty well. But, right. like, that's where Aldridge is in his career arc. He is not the same guy. So, ultimately, they're looking for something other than a buyout, but it's probably going to be a buyout unless somebody wants to step in. Uh, somebody who's not a contender and is just willing to pay to get a four in there. Um, I'd, and it's kind of the same with Drummond. He makes, like, 28.7. He makes so much money. Like, as much as the Celtics need a center, they can't even take him into their, like, that massive trade exception they have. So they're from the Gordon Hayward deal. So they're just – eventually I think he gets bought out. I think it's more likely he lands with the Lakers unless they find something better. Um, but that's the most likely outcome. I'm not sure how much, by the way – like, is he an upgrade? Has he helped them? Yeah. But he's another big, slow guy. He, they already have that in Marc Gasol. Like, they, this is not adding to their athleticism or dramatically improving their defense. I mean, I, I, he's solid. He's fine. He's 17 and 11, and he's a beast on the boards. But he's not really giving them something they don't have. So uh, when uh, the Nets got Blake Griffin, they already – were loaded. They already were winning. Yeah. I mean, they've turned Bruce uh, Brown and, uh, you know, all these guys. Joe Harris is, I guess, the best three-point shooter now in the league. I mean, in terms of the percentages and the rankings and the shots and the different types of threes that we're talking about, in every category of three-point shooting, he's been the guy in the NBA this year. That's just all there is to it. So Harden has made him better because no one guards Joe Harris. I mean, they got to worry about uh, Harden and and Kyrie. No, KD doesn't even play in the NBA anymore. I mean, he's just finished. So I, I don't even want to hear it. I, I've been waiting for this guy to play for 15 years. The guy gets a hammy pull and he's out for seven months. I don't understand. Explain that to me, how the guy had a tweaked hammy and he's been out for two months. There, there, yeah, he's up to – it'll be 11 games. It's – um. They're just being crazy cautious. It's the opposite leg from the Achilles, and I think the concern is that it's a compensation issue. They they're trying to say it's not. It probably is. You never you never know. Um, but they're just being crazy cautious because when he played this year, the games he did play, man, he looked really good. So they're kind of like, all right, he looks really good. Let's just get to the playoffs. And I think that's genuinely where they are. They realize if they can roll their core guys out in the playoffs they're right there if not the team to beat they are right there in the east I, I, there's a little concern of the a little concern that they're that last year's clippers where they just didn't everybody's banged up and they weren't worried about it and they thought they could flip the switch and then they couldn't um but i don't think that's you know are they going to get enough stops maybe maybe not but i they're not too concerned about it. I think that they're just trying to get to the playoffs healthy. I'm not sure, by the way, how much Blake Griffin – we'll see how much he helps them. The fact of the matter is the guy's shooting 36% this year, 31% from three. The lift isn't there. I love Blake Griffin, the player, but he's he's lost. He's losing the race with father time. I mean, all those injuries, all those times, he's not the same athlete. Yeah, and the question now is this. 
he's going to get just like Joe Harris, just like all these others. He's going to get wide open looks, right? Like he's he's going to pass, get the ball back, and be wide open. Can he hit the shot? He hasn't done that, but um, there's a <laughs> with all due respect to Jeremy Grant, slightly better players in in um, Brooklyn drawing the defense in. He's going to get these wide open looks. If he hits them, then he provides value. Look, he's shot. Let's just get down to the gist of it. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he doesn't matter he's, anymore he's, he's, he's at not the all. Same guy. He is not even remotely close to being the guy that we saw that everyone was fascinated with. He doesn't matter at all. He had 12 and whatever, 12 and 5 in Detroit. It's embarrassing. It, it really is because he was yeah. such a stud. And he and missed I mean, a lot of time. He, he could score 12 points in his sleep on that crappy team. I mean, you would think if he had any game at all, he'd be scoring 22 points a game at least. He'd be going 20 and 10 easy. But because he's completely shot, uh, those are his numbers. They're embarrassing on a on a terrible team. And uh, I joked about uh, Jeremy Grant. Now, Jeremy Grant's put up huge numbers in Detroit. But, I mean, he doesn't even matter. I mean, honestly, no one cares about Jeremy oh, yeah. Grant. You You know it's true. But let me ask you this. So going back to Durant for a second, does it not like I don't like I don't like personally thinking about playing that way where you uh, in sports where you're like, don't worry, we just need him for the playoffs. You know, we're just don't worry about yeah. that guy. We, we just need him for the playoffs, because what happens is, is that guy who sits out the entire season will come back in the playoffs and in two games, no more than three two to three games, he'll be injured again. Because guys that never play are guys that are completely banged up and injured and washed up because their body can't hold up. And I just don't have any faith that he'll be able to stay on the court. The guy is incredible. The guy is unstoppable. The guy is a 30-point-a-night player. But he can't stay on the court. It's been going on now for three years. No one can even argue it with me. No, you can't even argue it. You can't even argue that I'm wrong uh, or say that I'm wrong about Kevin Durant, who never plays. He never plays. And now he's going to show up for the playoffs? Sure he is. Sure he is. Yeah. Okay, whatever you say. I, honestly, explain it to me. I, I think, look, that's what they're banking on. They are banking on just getting getting to the playoffs and being healthy. You know, they, they're, Kyrie's in and out. Uh, Harden's an Iron Man. We kind of forget that. Harden plays. 82. This guy is just an absolute beast. Um, but yeah, I think that, look, I, I, nobody, you're right. You can't really argue that he has for the now three seasons been a banged up guy. Um, and it's funny, I was putting this together and I was still looking at you know, like, you know, mid season MVP numbers. And if you early on, I'm like, Oh my God, Durant's putting up these ridiculous numbers, but right. he doesn't play enough games. Like part of, part of being MVP is actually being there for your teammates, you know? And, uh, <laughs> So I'm with you. I, I, he's got to prove he can stay on the court um, for him to matter in the playoffs. And if they don't have him in the playoffs, they won't win. I'm not sure that I like. I'm not sure I like them better than let's see, let's see what Philadelphia does at the deadline. Let's see what all these teams do. But they might not be better than Philadelphia or even Milwaukee. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think without him, they will be beaten without a doubt. They're not like because they've been playing without him and they've been winning. They they win without him, but yeah. they won't when it matters. When it becomes a half-court game and it all slows down 
to under 60 beats a minute, you know what's going to happen. It's going to, the game changes entirely. There's none of this all star game basketball up and down, run it up, alley oops, lob dunks, all this nonsense, shooting 83s a game. They just stop doing all that. The game becomes a half court war of attrition. And if he's not in that lineup, don't tell me they matter with Jordan and Claxton and all those hacks. They have to have him in that lineup. They do. And they, they by the way, the other part of it they need from him, he's a pretty good defender, and they're short on pretty good defenders right now. And by the way, Blake Griffin does not help that at all. He's just his lateral again, lateral mobility is gone. So that that's the one thing I'm curious if they try to land somebody they can bring in to be a perimeter defender. So I want to um I want to come back and talk more about uh, a bunch of other stuff in the NBA um, with uh, Kurt Heelan. He's chilling with us from NBC. Uh, we got our eyes on this uh, Dallas game late. They're barely up on the Spurs uh, by a bucket. Uh, under seven to go, 97-95 Mavs in a timeout. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. How would you rather feel? Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? Just breathe, dude. Or swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge? Yay! We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, Pharrell on a bench. We're talking to Kurt Heelan of NBC. So um, do you think that uh, I said on the show last night and today on TV that um, I, I just think Myers Leonard's, you know, done with the heat. I think they're, you know, the indefinite yeah. uh, leave and suspension, whatever you want to call it, is a nice way of saying in Portuguese, that's the last you're ever going to see him playing with the heat. They got to get rid of him. Like, I don't – and I actually, with this thing – uh, first of all, I don't believe a word he says. He didn't know what it meant. Uh, anyone that drops bombs like that on television or on radio or, or otherwise, anywhere in public, whether you're on TV or not, if you if you say that in a, a restaurant, a bar, you say something like that in public uh, and you shout that out or say that, uh, don't tell me you don't know what it means. Don't. Uh, and he tried to sell that he didn't know what he was saying. He didn't know what it meant, but he was really sorry about everything else. I just don't believe a word he says, and I think they have to get rid of him. The thing is, it, it's painless for them to get rid of him. He's already injured and out for the season. And so they weren't using, you know, look, Bam Adebayo is the future at the at center. And he's making $10 million next year. You can get a respectable backup center in this league. You can get your, I don't know, JaVale McGee's of the world for $5 million, man. Save some money. Spend it on something else. Yeah, I would be shocked if he's back. It's just for the – you know what, man? You put up with a PR hit and you go defend your star players, right? Like if the guys – it's a different It's a different world for them. Myers Leonard doesn't get that kind of benefit of the doubt at this point. And I, you know, look, he lost, it's not just, it's not just the heat he's in trouble with. He lost, he's got a bunch of gaming sponsors. He just lost. 
Yeah, he lost everything because they're all running from him like everything else. It's Yep. Now I'll say this, like the guy Kyle Larson dropped the N bomb and it they ruined his life for about a year. He went and raced dirt tracks and then now he's back and he's you know, they let him back in NASCAR and he won a race uh whatever, like a week ago. He won a race, a big race. And uh, you know, I guess everybody's, you know, letting him back in. And uh, I don't really see the difference. Uh, this guy uh, drops a anti-Semitic rant, uh, and he loses all his sponsors, and he's been put on indefinite leave, which uh, he'll never be back with the Heat. We already know that, yeah. I, as I said earlier. I just uh, – it's incredible to me how – I mean, I, I don't agree with the whole cancel culture, Kurt. Like, every you know, people do one thing, and they're finished. Their life's over. They ruin them, and you're done, and you're uh, put in the, you know – prison forever uh, in your life. I, I don't agree with that. Yeah. But but I think that, um, you know, the problem for me, as I said, is is that he he acknowledged he apologized up and down to everybody. But then he tried to sell the fact that he didn't know what it meant. And I just think he's lying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I I find it hard to believe he didn't know what he, he threw out a slur that he didn't know what it meant. Uh, I I. I'm with you on that one, but I, I tend to agree that as a society, we tend to, in general, I mean, there are exceptions because you, there are lines you can't cross. But in this case, like, does he get picked up somewhere in a year? Maybe. And, and I, look, I think, yes. Honestly, he'd make, he'd, make, he'd make good money playing overseas or go to China, and he'd, just, he'd destroy China. There are not big men that could handle him in China. Like, he's going to be fine. Yeah, I think you're right, uh, and that makes a lot more sense to me than him coming back in a year because I have to tell you, on an NBA level, I know he was a good teammate. I know that people like him. I know that he's popular. Yeah. Uh, there's no one that says anything yeah. bad about the guy, but he does suck. He's terrible. I, I don't care what anybody says. He's yeah. he's a hack. He's, he's, he's a two-point-a-game guy. He's terrible. He's not worth it. And center is such a mercenary position in the NBA now that, look, unless you're Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic or something like that, nobody's spending money on centers anymore unless you're super elite because there's just more of them than there. And, and again, the game's changing. So especially traditional centers, there's just more of them than there are roles. So I don't, it's, there's way more supply than demand. I can go get one. Like I don't, I, so I don't need right. Myers Leonard. I've got 14 other Myers Leonard sitting around. Do you think that um, the uh, Jazz, Suns, Lakers go one, two, three in the West? Because the Lakers lost Davis and he was out, they've obviously slipped and they have not played well yeah. without him. And uh, now they're in third in the West after. And remember, from the, from the jump, they have sold the Lakers as unbeatable, repeat, automatic, no one can touch them. They're the best team in the NBA, and that it's just absolutely, unequivocally automatic that they're going to win it. And I just want to say, uh, I buy none of that. I absolutely buy none of it. What is the truth about this team? We know it's about LeBron and Davis. And then I know they try to sell you that all these other guys matter on that team, and I just I don't believe that. I just do not. I don't buy Caruso. I don't buy... Uh, the rest of that lineup, even uh, you can go down the whole lineup. I don't buy it. I, I The reason they win is LeBron and Davis. That's it. And without him, they're just not that good. 
No, this this team, like, since he went down, they remind me of LeBron's first year when, you know, we had young Ingram who hadn't developed his jumper yet and Lonzo was still figuring things out. And LeBron could only carry him so far. And that's kind of where I think they are right now. They're just not that good with Alec Davis. You know what they are to me, though? They're the benchmark. You know what? When they have LeBron and Davis healthy, we know they're going to be very good, right? Like Dennis Schroeder will make some plays and Kuzma or whoever. Fine. With those two guys healthy, they are – that's the championship bar. Now, is it possible somebody clears that? Yeah, actually. I think so. I'm not even convinced these Lakers are quite as good as last year's Lakers. I think they thrived in the bubble because LeBron James is such a strong leader and such a strong personality. That It was the same with Jimmy Butler. They create a culture and the Heat culture. Like They drove through that bubble and survived in a way that, that you know, other teams did, weren't mentally able to handle. But I don't know that this team is better than that team, and I'm not convinced that they – I think they can beat Utah. I think they can beat Utah, but I think that that's kind of interesting. Utah's a – you know, the Clippers haven't put it together. The Clippers look great on paper. I just haven't been convinced. You know, they haven't actually done it yet. Um, but, like, if you told me that or Brooklyn or somebody else beat them, I wouldn't be shocked. I think that – I think they are beatable. I just think they're the bar because I don't really – at the end of the day, Pharrell, they're going to be there. <laughs> you know they're going to be there, and you know they're going to be good. That's the bar to clear. Yeah, you know, I don't know, uh, because uh, I agree with you that last year they were better. I, I believe that. I, it's pretty obvious. Last year they won it all, and they had a very different team. I do not – I'm not a buyer in anymore. I, Marcus Gasol's finished. He is absolutely finished. Morris is five points a game. Caruso's five points a game. This Horton Tucker, they've been trying to sell him to me like I'm at a flea market. He's seven a game. Caldwell Pope's eight a game. Kuzma, 11 and a half. Harrell's 13 a game. I thought Harrell was way better with the Clippers than he's been with the Lakers. And uh, Schroeder's 14. You can't yeah. tell me Schroeder's better than Rondo was. I'm sorry. Rondo brought him a ring. Rondo was the man in the playoffs. Rondo in the finals was unbelievable. Yep. That's all there is. No one could even explain how good he was. They were like, how's this guy hitting all these shots? And then the whole team's about LeBron and Davis. The rest of this team now, Wes Matthews, you got to be kidding me. And now they're trying to sell me this Jones. Are you kidding me? You got to be kidding. Honestly, Kurt. I am. Look, I, Dennis Schroeder has been better than Rondo in the regular season, but he hasn't been playoff. Playoff Rondo was fantastic last year, right. and 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 I'm not sure that they like you said. I'm not sure that they got somebody that you know. I'm not sure Schroeder plays at that level. Um, I, I'm like you. I'm just not. Marcus Gasol does some good things. He every you know every game he and he and LeBron are both high IQ players, and so they kind of catch each other at the right times and make some fun passes. But I'm not. Look, if this is about LeBron and Davis and. They're going to be very good, and the question is, can anybody be better than them? I think that there's a decent chance that, yes, there is. I mean, and maybe Utah. Maybe. I'm, I'm not I, – I'm, I'm always hesitant to, to back the, the ensemble team. Like, right. Because Donovan Mitchell's great, and Rudy Gobert's great, but when your offense is built around passing and moving the ball and, and getting open shots and, and everybody playing at this higher level – Look, it's great when you're the 2014 Spurs and you can pull that off, but they've had multiple Hall of Famers, maybe at the end of their career, but multiple Hall of Famers. I'm just not sold Utah can do that 
in the clutch in a playoff game in the way that team could. So um, I, I just I am I don't think it's impossible, but I just I think it's really hard to win a, right. a bunch of playoff series when you're the style Utah plays, and also matchups are just tough. I think I think the Clippers are a horrible matchup for Utah. Like I think they might, they have a better chance against the Lakers. And what they really want, what Utah, I think Utah, they have actually a really soft schedule the second half. Uh, relatively, I think that they get the number one seed. They got to hope Clippers and Lakers are two three so that they're on the other side of the bracket, and so you only have to go through one of them. Because if they have to play both, I'm just not convinced. And and Phoenix could mess that whole thing up. Right, I love uh, that Phoenix team. But let me ask you this question: When Nurkic and and CJ McCollum come back, what will they do with uh, this team again? The Blazers with with Dame time and then his bigs back, and they don't even have Collins either. Uh, what what happens when the no. Blazers? Because I mean, Dame time has actually got them in the five spot, and they're twenty one and fourteen coming into the second half, and they've done that without two major pieces. Yeah, no, that's a very dangerous playoff team because if if they can if they can get these guys all the way, CJ was playing the best basketball of his career before he got injured. He was phenomenal to start the season. Nurkic just the ball moves better, their defense is better because he's just a smart big man in the paint. Um, that that gives them that kind of anchor. They just become a lot better, and I think that they become a real threat to, um, you know. Utah, but also like Denver. Like I just, if it's Denver and Portland in the first round, and Portland's fully healthy, you gotta watch out for Portland in that series. As much as I like Denver, like gotta watch out for Portland. And it's also gonna be interesting to see Denver's one of the. I'll tell you right now, Denver's a sneaky team to watch the trade deadline. They've got players, they've got some money, they've got some room, and they they want to be aggressive. So who do they want to deal? Who do they want to trade? Is Will Barton getting uh, traded? Um, I don't know if they could. We're gonna. Do, I don't know if there's anybody who really wants them. What they would like to do is get um, a four. Um, you know who's drawn a lot of interest. I just was talking to people today. There's a lot of Harrison Barnes interest. There's right. a, a, like because I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know a secret, Scott. I, I'm pretty sure the Kings aren't going to the playoffs, and I think there could be some some guys getting sold there. They, they would like to get in on the PJ Tucker, any of the fours, but uh, like Harrison Barnes would be a really nice fit for them. Kyle Lowry would be a sneaky good fit for them, but I don't know that they're going to get in on that. You know, I don't know if I don't know if Lowry, I don't know if Lowry will tell him he'll resign. And I think that it's kind of right. Phoenix or, or sorry, Phoenix, Philadelphia or bust for him. So we'll see. But I, I'm just telling you that they're being aggressive, calling around because they, right. man, they made it to the conference finals last year and they think they can get back. I think uh, Barnes might end up in in Boston. I can't believe they've sat idly by. Oh, Kurt, they, I got to run. Great, so bad. Great stuff, dude. I got a split. Uh, I'll catch up with you again for sure in the second half. Count on it. Thanks for coming on the bench tonight and raging on some NBA with us. Thank you, man. Take care of yourself. All right, Kurt Heelan of NBC on the bench. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, for all on a bench. So uh, 
getting in. And by the way, the Mavs ended up blowing out the Spurs and covering. In the end, in the last two minutes, they whacked them. So that's that. And the Grizzlies uh, won big over the Wizards. Speaking of getting whacked, Notre Dame is getting waxed up. Forget about whack. They're getting waxed up on the mahogany. 96-49, Carolina putting an absolute slaughterhouse nine on them. I mean, what is going on? 96-49. I mean, you talk about getting impaled. They're getting their ass beat. Penn State goes up two on Nebraska with six minutes left in the Big Ten. North Carolina's outscored them 46-13 to 13 in the second half, Scott. Sounds like Marquette with their 14 spot in the first half against Georgetown. That was the worst uh, game I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> I've never seen – I've actually never seen a team score 14 points <laughs> in a half. I, I can't remember ever seeing that. UNC currently has was... 24 offensive rebounds, 15 between the Bacot and Sharp, that duo up front, 15 offensive rebounds for them, 24 as a team right now. So all the pimple-faced students at uh, South Bend and Notre Dame want Mike Bray fired. Meanwhile, he's gone to 12 NCAA tournaments. He's gone on great runs in the tournaments. He's done a great job at uh, Notre Dame, and the student body wants him fired. They're going to be calling for his head after this game tonight. Meanwhile, they went on a buzzer-beater 40-footer last night, and today uh, they get their ass beat, so they'll be pouncing on Mike Bray uh, when they go to Mass in the morning light a candle for him. we got another hour to go on the bench. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.